It's Rand Delicious. Welcome to the SEO Rant. I am your host, Morty Overton. You might know me better as Wix's head of SEO branding, but remind you this podcast is pure, unofficial Morty Magic and Morty Media. Where can you find official Morty Magic and Morty Mania? Check out the Serps Up podcast. Well, it's not so much mania, it's like half quasi mania. Whatever. Check out the Serps Up podcast as well. I get to plug that because it's my podcast. Do what the hell I want. When does the SEO rant come out? Typically, I'm going to say Thursday or Fridays each week. I've kind of gone to a Friday published date. So Fridays. I'm going with Fridays each week. Where can you find the SEO rant? Well, you can find it at the SEO rant.com, at SEO rant on Twitter. Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, where great mediocre and terrible podcasts are found. I don't actually put out a new episode each week. I kind of lied most weeks. So it does make sense to subscribe so you get automatic notification when I have lied and put out an episode. Okay. For your listening pleasure this week, she is a content strategist extraordinary. You've seen her, they've seen her everywhere. She was just on Garrett Sussman's podcast, I Pull Rank. Shout out to Garrett and I Pull Rank's podcast, Rankable. She is the one, she's the only, Lily Ubaja. How are you? I'm fine, thank you, Lily. Thank you so much for inviting me. My pleasure, and I apologize for my American accent. Botching every name in another language, including where I live in Israel, in Hebrew, all the time, including my own name. I cannot say my own name right in Hebrew. How screwed up is that? Oh. <laughs> I mean, I do. I think you're doing better than most people. I put the effort in. As much as it sounds like I don't put effort into this shit, I do put effort in. <laughs> it shows. <laughs> so we were, we almost were part of Global Marketing Day together at Semrush, then we, we it didn't happen. So I'm upset about that. But now we finally do get to chat. And I think you're doing some stuff on the Wix site also. Do I have that right? Yeah. I saw that yeah. on the top with George. Okay, good. George is good people, by the way. We love George. <laughs> yeah. I saw your name. I'm like, oh, that's a good one, George. Um, Great. But today on this particular asset, we're talking about Memorable content to win brand equity on the SERPs. What the hell is that? Okay, so I'm sorry we're going to go there because like, it feels like everyone is talking about AI and uh, I don't want to talk about AI, but it's it just has to go there because um, right now there is a lot of AI tools out there and these are like, they're good. They help us speed up content production but like there are so many people who are taking the content that ai is putting out is uh, generating and just putting it out there with little to no editing and before you know it the service is going to get flooded by so much generic content that people get um fed up with the content that's on the service and so they start looking for a brand that they can hold on to like this brand is gonna save me from the Amagadon on the SES right, the SERPs right now, right? And I feel like this is where memorable content steps in. Like the brands that start now to put out content that is remarkable and you know memorable will have people skipping, you know, it's already happening. Like I tend to skip the names of so many other brands to click on, like when I'm doing a search and I see. Um, an article from a, um, a domain that has impressed me before. I literally skip, it doesn't matter if they're number five or number seven, I skip all the others and then I click on that. And this is what we want right now for brands. This is what creating memorable content is, the kind of content that leaves an impression 
transforms your readers such that the minute they see your brand on the SERPs, they just, they want to click you. They click you first. I have to tell you, so first off, I don't know when this episode is coming out. So the this newsletter that I'm referring to may not actually exist yet. But if it does exist, you'll be able to read it. If it doesn't exist, teaser, I guess. So we're putting out a, a, a newsletter called Searchlight, and it's all about search and a bunch of Wix content that we have on the on the SEO hub. And I wrote the first episode. It's coming out in April. And the, I led off with the line, like, are you sick of talking about AI? We are, but eh, whatever anyway, we're going to talk about AI. And that's what I feel like we are with this. I am so sick of it, but I can't help talking about it because what else are you going to do? And you're absolutely right, by the way. I think it's really, really, really interesting. You have, let's say, I don't know, you go into SEMrush, check like where am I ranking? I'm ranking number four. But you're totally right. I think that when you start looking at brands that are doing it the right way and the wrong way, you're going to skip that. I start, I do the same thing. If I see a product review and the wire cutter is number four, I go to the wire cutter anyway because I know I like their content. It's really good. I'm just going to go. I don't care what's ranking number one. And I also wonder if, because I'm very much on this, the the brands that you have a tremendous opportunity as a brand to separate out who you are by having really good content and just setting up some distinction between you and your competitors. And I wonder if people are going to avoid search altogether because of it and just go to those brands directly. You know, I feel like that isn't something that will happen. It's Sometimes it feels like people may avoid the search all um, altogether and go to stuff like ChatGPT or like um, Bing's AI tool and just like type in their search. But most people, like the regular people who use the search engines, don't really know how to use um, such operators like you know such site search and stuff like that. And so they somehow will still like. How do I know that the topic I'm looking for has been published recently? They likely would still go to the SERPs and search and then hope that they see your brand. But this is an interesting one, really. It means that the place of the search button on each website is very important right now because if, if I'm looking for something and I feel like you delivered and I've seen a search button on another site before, then there's every likelihood that I'll just go straight to your site and then search. <laughs> I, I do the same thing, by the way, on YouTube. It's very similar. I don't, so you go to youtube.com and you have like all the all the videos there for you. So sometimes I do kind of scroll through, okay, what's there? But many, many, many times I just search for like Rich Eisen, who is like a sports TV show thing. Like I just go right to that because I know the rest of it's crap and I like him and his show and I ignore yeah. the rest. And, you know, I, you, I wonder, I, I'm speculating, but like I wonder if like navigational searches will come up more often than they used to. Um, like instead of putting in, I think so, right? I'll put in product review microwaves wire cutter and just go that way with it because mm -hmm. I, I don't want to see the rest of the crap. And you're right because if Google doesn't figure this out, they run the risk of people either avoiding search or using search in that way because I don't want to see a ton of crap. You see, by the way, what The Verge did recently? They put up a product review. The first half was like, buy this printer. This is the printer you need. It's the same oh. printer everybody has. It's the same dumb thing. It's fine. Just buy this. Not wasting your time looking for a new printer. And then the bottom <laughs> half of the that. page was, right? Um, 
This part has been written by ChatGPT. We didn't even proofread it. And it ranks like number three or four for like best printers. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I, I don't know how to feel about it because the first half is actually really unique and really good. And the second half is like generic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But like if, I guess they're just being honest and that honesty is going to be like refreshing. If lots of people are using this um, printer, it means it's probably good. Phil actually talked about this um, on LinkedIn. I think that was where I saw it, Phil the setter. And she was wondering how we can bring this into content marketing, probably with, you know, for B2B SaaS with, um, say, product reviews. How do we make our product reviews refreshingly honest and still like nice. um, get the, the win, right? It's, it, it's, it's, but the product reviews are like, some of them are just absolutely horrific. I'm actually diving into the February 2023 product review update right now. I literally have it like open another screen. All these websites I'm looking at that went up and went down in the rankings. And some of them are just like absolute. Just... You could go to a user manual and you can copy and paste what the user manual says <laughs> and put it right on the page. I will read it to you. Where's the page that lost rankings? Um, They write for best, for, uh, best for security, HP, colorless, whatever, whatever, whatever. Smaller and medium-sized business, primarily consumer security, should whatever. Um, with several safeguards, the wireless 401 printer ensures data is protected from hackers who may try to use printers as an entry point into your network. It even stops attacks before they happen by sending notifications when someone attempts to intercept data or if a vulnerability is detected in the firmware. I'll go I'll skip down to something else. Like uh, Conveniently, this all-in-one printer can scan documents into searchable digital files with a duplex document feeder. Like it, these are all points that you can just pull them and copy and paste them from the user manual. Yeah, but like, one thing I pick out from from it is like, I'm I I I feel like I'm techie, but like all the stuff you just read now, I'm not even interested in that. I just want oh. a good printer. <laughs> oh. I don't want. By the way, so like on that one, the wire cutter does something like this, which I really liked. They, they wrote. Bum, bum, bum. If you're looking for a laser printer that can handle everything from blah, 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 this is a great one. It stands out with, that's, that's not the one I'm looking for. Uh, hold on, here it is. Okay. Some people just need a cheap laser printer for occasional black and white print jobs. For them, we recommend whatever, whatever. The setup is painless. The machine is compatible with all major platforms, blah, blah, blah. Um, its cost per page is reasonably is reasonable, 3.3 cents, whatever it is. It sticks to Wi-Fi like glue, and its price generally hovers around $100. Its print quality is merely adequate right out of the box, but you can improve it with a simple tweak to total density. Like, yeah, I want like that speaks to me. Like, it's a cheap whatever printer. I don't need anything fancy. Here's how much it costs to run. Here's what. Here's the quality of the ink. Here's how you can fix it. Like, great. That's really actually helpful. Yeah, yeah, and I I feel like this this ties into what uh what makes memorable content is speaking to like an audience of one like who's this meant for who's this article meant for like if you don't know who your audience is like you don't totally know what they want you end up spitting out the same garbage as you know the one you first read <laughs> which your audience is not interested in at all right like i want to be able to see that this content is written for me i want to see myself in the journey for me to remember it, for me to actually act on what you're saying otherwise you're just giving me the information that i might not even need I, I'm so into that. I I think. I wonder where do you think that comes from? Like for me, when at least when I write or when I see something like this, I think it comes from the 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 person who's writing it, talking inwardly, meaning they're talking from a a place 
that's meaningful for them. Like, this is my take. This is how I relate to it. Let me share with you, my direct audience, how I see this, how I'm relating to this. And even if I'm writing, uh, even I'm writing a, a blog post about the product review update, like I'll offer my experience in researching along the way. Here's what I saw. Here's what I thought was interesting. Here's what you think might be interesting. Here's the problem I saw in my analysis. Here's a flaw in my analysis. Like I'm sharing my personal take with you, not just the hard facts. I wonder, yeah. like, how do you, where does it, for you, where does that good content come from? So I, I think it comes from, yeah, walking the talk, like go through the experience, actually feel it for yourself. That is one part of it. The second part is knowing what is relevant to your audience out of your experience. And I say this from experience. When I was a, a, like a new writer, research, they say, a lot of people say research is my strongest point, right? And I really, really love to dive deep into research. And when you dive deep into research that way, you find a lot of things that are so interesting about the topic. And then you want to like, oh, this is so interesting. The audience is going to be blown away. And then you take all of it and (laughs) put it in there, right? But the audience you're writing for might not be interested in what you're saying, actually. Like, if I want to... I always use this as an example. Like, if if I'm... uh, looking for maybe I want to cook with tomatoes and I want to know the nutritional value. You may have found the um, history of tomatoes in your search, but I'm not interested in the history. I don't want you to give me the history. I don't want to know where they come from. Like give me the information that is relevant to me and forget about every other thing that you like good content, the balance that, that um, good collect good content sorry, usually has is some experience your experience that is relevant to the audience's need, their level, where they are right now, not where they're going tomorrow, not where they they were yesterday. You can bring in bits of where they are, where they were yesterday and where they are going, just so it looks like you're going ahead of them to like prepare them for like some of the pieces that I, I truly remember are pieces that say, here's a challenge that you might experience when you're doing this, and this is what you do we face that challenge that is good because this is the journey that i'm working on but like you don't need to show me the full picture all at once i just need what i need for where i'm where i'm at right now from your experience so with that i like that it's like to borrow philosophical terms like thesis antithesis you you want to have that experience and they create a part of it and showcase that but you need to put that in check to make sure that you don't go too far okay this is I, i might need to spin that or put that in a way that's relevant to my audience or I may not need to put that there at all. Or maybe I need to put something there that I'm not actually so um, enthusiastic about, but they need to know. By the way, super refreshing yeah. to talk to an actual content person other than an SEO, because an SEO would be like, yeah, the history of whatever, <laughs> we got to put that in there because that's going to help us rank. <laughs> yeah. Huh. And I, I always say, like, if there's a need to put that in there, put it in the facts, shut and switch. It comes up on the surfs because of the, it's in the facts, but it doesn't disrupt the reader's um experience do or yeah do what the um the product review pages do the same thing they have a whole like you know buyer's guide which you kind of need for the seo part of it like people like probably i'm not like i don't like really need half of this stuff but they put it at the bottom <laughs> they don't put the top do that put it at the bottom like your faq seos you have the faq in there because it's for it's for seo i've done it we've all done it let's throw it at the bottom yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay so i guess the last thing before time runs out on us 
go fast forward five years from now or a year from now, if you could, and memorable content. What happens? Who wins? Who loses? Who's going to be able to pull this off? Who's not going to be able to? Is it big brands, small brands, media self creators? Who's going to Who's going to win this in the world I think of AI? Memorable com- content. Uh, big brands will always have a, the upper hand because they have the bigger budgets. You can very easily buy a tool and use it. Say you're doing a product review, you can buy the tool and use it. You have the budget. Smaller brands may not have that budget, but it's it will winning will come from having the experience for yourself or talking to SMEs who have this experience for themselves, right? And then putting that information in a way that is digestible for everybody. And if you can create just one piece of really good content and then distribute that, like really put it out there front, right, left and center, you still win. It's true. By the way, that's a great point. Even if you are a big brand and whatever, whatever, you do you do need to find somebody who has that personal experience or that you know intimate involvement in the topic matter before you create the content. I've seen great brands do terrible content because they don't actually speak to topic experts or they don't have firsthand familiarity with it. So I'm with you on that. Okay. Where can people find you? People can find me on my website, lilyandwarder.com, and my newsletter, marketingfirebug.com, and all socials, Twitter, Mastodon, LinkedIn, at lilyandwarder. Amazing. And we'll make sure to link to all of that in the show notes so you have the link, you so that you have, A, the link juice for my whatever website, <laughs> and so that people can actually click and find you and all of your awesome stuff. Lily, thank you so much for coming by. Thank you. I really enjoyed this conversation immensely. We could have gone for another half hour if I didn't have a meeting with my boss now. (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) My my pleasure to my audience. Keep an eye out for the SEO Rant podcast wherever you consume your podcast or at the SEORant.com or at SEORant on Twitter. Until next time, toodles.